Hello, everyone. Redcoat here. Santier is joining him for this, the last of our podcast on game failure handling, specifically gross game failure handling. Yep. So as a reminder where we've come through, we've talked about the reset style, uh, see Sonic the Hedgehog. We've talked about the reload style, see Fire Emblem. Now we're going to talk about the resume style, see Dark Souls. So what is the resume style? As per our definition... A resume style is a game where after game over, it resumes play and a penalty is incurred. Any loss of progress or development of assets or resources is an intentionally applied penalty rather than an incidental to the system. Right. So, for example, if you have lost resources, it's because the game intentionally took them away from you, not because you reloaded the game and don't have resources you didn't acquire. When thinking about this particular style, it can be a little bit difficult to lock it in. Right. One of the things that can make it a little tricky is that there's a lot of games that let you save, but that's reloading the file isn't how they handle the game over state. Exactly. And this is important because this definition is with regards to the game over state. The presence of the ability to save and reload your save file yes. does not dictate that you are the reload style. Yeah. Uh, going back to that definition real quick, the reload style specifically is about what it does after a game failure, which is it puts everything back to whatever was recorded. Right. Uh, whether automatically or through a prompt for a reload, whereas the resume style doesn't do that. The resume style specifically continues play after that failure. One of the most commonly known examples is Dark Souls for this. Right, so Dark Souls, you get the You Died screen, that's your game over screen, folks, and then you respawn back at the last bonfire you were at, minus your souls. So they're intentionally applying a penalty. You have to re-kill most enemies, but not necessarily all enemies, and you have to go re-pick up your currency, your souls, and you have to re-traverse the map. But did you get any drops? You keep those. If you manage to get your souls back, well, then the souls that you got in your trip from the bonfire to there are actually capped, right? So its penalties are applied intentionally. Yes. This type of application of uh, game failure management can result in a more continuous experience, something that gives you a little more immersion and more of a sense of permanence for everything that you've been doing along the way. Yeah, there's a bit more of a cohesive element to everything. Um, when we were originally discussing these, I kind of called this integrated under the idea that it kind of integrated the failure into the game and the way the game played. Whereas the other the other styles tend to be less that way. Yeah. But it became a little bit of a confusing term, plus we came up with ones that started with re. Yeah, and, you know, I like being able to say reset, reload, resume, aha, uh-huh. reset, reload, resume, aha. Uh-huh. Um, it's yeah. like that recycle, renew. Re- recycle, renew, re- re-something? Reforest. Is I'm it reforest? With... No. No. Uh, recycle, renew, rebuff? Reboot? Reboot! Beep, beep! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not robot. Um, <laughs> rewind. We'll go with rewind. Yeah, uh, yeah. Be kind. Yes, so the resume state can result in better immersion and a sense of permanence. Right. But when we look at the resume style, one of the things that um, can, you know, define the different ways that you work with it is how you distribute your penalties, or rather what you do with those penalties. Yeah. Because there's lots of different ways of penalizing. And so it's kind of important to think about 
what are you penalizing the player and in terms of what way are you doing that? Yeah, and the most common thing that you think of when you're penalizing the player is, say, taking away a certain amount of your assets or removing certain assets or removing resources or consumables from the player. Uh, One simple way of doing that is just saying everything that the player spent up to the failure doesn't get refunded. Right. And that's actually extremely common. That's part of what helps make it a continuous experience is, oh, you spent all of these, I guess you don't get them back. Now, that's not always the case. One example is Shadow of Mordor. You have a limited supply of arrows that you can refill at specific spots. And when you hit the dying state, which causes a resume, you get your arrows all back. Yeah. And so it's important to note that it's, again, it's intentional. It's very much the developer has decided these are the things that you lose when you fail. So that failing is still something you want to avoid. Now, one of the most common things that you lose is distance-based progress. Yeah. Um, You usually get moved back to a location. Uh, For example, in Pokemon, you white out, lose half your money. So currency is another very common thing to lose some amount of. Mm -hmm. And go back to the last Pokemon Center you arrested at. This sort of thing is, is very analogous to, say, Dark Souls, where you go back to the last bonfire you rested at and lose your currency. Yeah. Potentially temporarily, but still. And this actually brings up a point, which is that the resume style has existed for a while, although you might not necessarily recognize it as such. Uh, Well, immediately, I should say. I know we were a little surprised when we did some thought experiments. Yeah. Turns out, at least for me, one of my earliest experiences with the resume style was actually a Mega Man game. Yep. And as it turns out, um, so Mega Man was really before saving became a very common thing. Like, you know, I, I mean, The Legend of Zelda was out around that time, but not everybody was really working with, I think it was like the batteries. That's how you use that? Yeah. So what that would probably have is some sort of internal battery to the cartridge that would allow it to be able to maintain some volatile memory. Yeah. In kind of a low energy consumption state for an extended period of time. Uh, as opposed to the only electricity being in the system being derived from the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System itself. Exactly. Incidentally, The Legend of Zelda was actually very groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Uh, yep, but continue on your Mega Man. So the first thing is Mega Man had a different style of progression than a lot of other games where it actually allowed you to select the different levels you wanted to go to. Your progression was you beat the level, you beat the boss, you get a power from the boss. And if there were any collectibles in the level, you also got those. Now, the thing is, Mega Man worked off of a password style. Um, So when you entered a password, the password would allow you to start again. Now, one thing of note is that when you died in a level, you would basically get kicked out of the level and sent back to the level select screen. Yeah. But if you got kicked out of that level, you didn't lose any of the items that you might have picked up in the level. So say if you were in Mega Man 5 and you're collecting the word Mega Man 5 so that you could use Beat, um, who's a power-up basically, you wouldn't actually lose those if you didn't finish the level. Um, You would die and then get kicked out to the level select screen, but you would still have all of those items that you picked up. Yeah, so this is actually something that's um, important to kind of walk through. So it's not reset style because you retain stuff. You're not reset to your default values. Right. But it's not reload style because you don't have that sort of save thing 
If it was reload style, you'd either save between stages and then have to go back as though you hadn't ever been in the stage, mm-hmm. or you'd have to be able to resume exactly as you were in the middle of the stage somewhere. Exactly. And that's it that, doesn't do either of those. Yeah, that's not the case. In this particular one, if you went into the stage and you picked up certain items in the stage, you kept those items, which means that Mega Man was a resume-style game. Yeah, one of the earlier examples that we're aware of, but if you know others, it'd be neat to hear about them. Indeed. Back to the concept of the handling of the failure. So um, we've noted that most often you're going to be penalized for the failure, but um, the resume style doesn't necessarily have to do that. You could just start over without necessarily anything penalized to you. Now, again, this is defined by the developer per se, but moreover, you could even build something where you actually reward the player for failing. The problem is that I cannot immediately come up with an example of this per se. The closest one I remember in some of the talks that we've had is Rogue Legacy. Yes. Where you fail, but you get your money and now you can spend it at the shop, right? As far as I'm I'm aware off the top of my head, the only way to be able to spend your money is to die. Yes. Is to fail. And no. that creates kind of an interesting dynamic where if you're like, you know, I don't really feel this run I'm just going to let this enemy kill me so I can go back to the shop and start another one. Not only that, but that's uh, Rogue Legacy. The legacy part of the game really comes into play with um, with your deaths because that's when you bring in a new character. Yeah, a new character with a potentially different set of abilities and disabilities, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of an interesting thing to think about is you are penalized. You lose progress in the map but you're also rewarded you get to buy upgrades yeah right so it's kind of an interesting set of things and i don't think a game that only rewards the player for failing makes a lick of sense (laughs) but having a reward incorporated with penalties does make sense to me and i think rogue legacy is an example of that yes most definitely There are plenty of other examples of the resume style. Like We've talked about a few of them. We talked about the Dark Souls. We've talked about the Mega Man series. We've talked about Pokemon um, and how it handles its uh, failure management. And The Legend of Zelda is also a resume style. Yeah. What's actually really interesting about this is it presents you an option on Game Over of whether or not you want to basically resume. Um, which lets you keep progress that you've made, but resets you to like three hearts and other things, or if you want to uh, reload. So it actually kind of supports both in a way. It's true. It supports both, and it gives the option between them. The reason why we define Legend of Zelda as a resume style with reload elements is that what the game defaults to on that failure. Now, granted, it gives you the option to do the other one. So it's kind of, uh, it's a very interesting little guy. Yeah, it's more of an ambiguous one, but I think a lot of players are probably going to choose the sort of resume style rather than go back to their save. Yeah, lest they were really, really on saving. Right, so for example, um, the menu usually is something like continue or retry or whatever, uh, then like main menu or something and then save if you pick the save option it basically saves your file and then does a resume yeah and the main reason a player would go for the reload there is they had a bunch of fairies and they used them in the fight or something yeah like there could be some arguments for why you'd want to do that but a lot of players default reaction isn't going to be Mm, it's true so moving on from there we have one other 
swath of games. <laughs> yeah, so MMOs generally do a resume style. It doesn't make very much sense to try to do a reset or reload in an MMO because what does that even look like? Right. And furthermore, you don't want the player to have to try to remember to hit specific save points or something to keep their epic rare, rare loot of rareness when yeah. they die because you're in danger of causing valuable players to rage quit. So there's just a couple of examples that I have here with the Guild Wars games, which are the games that I've played the most that are kind of in this genre, broadly speaking. Um, Guild Wars 1 had a resurrection shine system where when you died your whole party had to die you generally go back to the resurrection shrine and so you'd have to track through things but enemies would stay dead you'd have a penalty applied to you that uh put a de percentage decrease on your maximum health and energy so mm -hmm. some of your assets were de temporarily decreased a little bit that would wear off uh depending upon some of your actions but this was one way of doing the resume style um guild wars 2 does another one where basically you it piggybacks off of the fast travel system hmm. basically you fast travel and you pop back up so if you're down and no other players are nearby to get you back up then your option is to spend some money to fast travel to a, a point which can potentially lose you a bit of uh, travel progress and things like that mm -hmm. um, so we also brought up uh, shadows of mordor but again that one has some penalties that apply as obviously it uh, i already mentioned you go back to a location. So there's some specific locations that you'll go back to. But it also, the orc who kills you, uh, Lord of the Rings themed, so orcs, mm -hmm. uh, gets promoted and becomes kind of a nemesis and a big... A big bad. Yeah, a, a big bad, kind of a, a mini boss to a boss sort of level. And that's kind of an interesting thing that they do and, and a neat interplay. Um, and a lot of events will progress also when you die. So the state of the world changes on you. Yes, and that's one of the really interesting things that the resume style affords the players. Yeah, for sure, is the world can change on death. Yeah, it allows you to have a world that can and will alter itself. You can even make a world that feels more alive in that sense that um, your failure didn't, well, for lack of a better term, end the timeline. Rather, it just continued on without you. Yeah, and like Shadows of Mordor, it's like, well, you just took a break from time as you rematerialized. Mm -hmm. But with that in mind, the resume style, it's interesting what it does for your design. Because as a method of game over management, it is intrinsically very deliberate. You have to make a lot of decisions about what you're doing to the player and what you're deciding not to do to the player whenever they have a gross failure. Yeah, and those decisions do require development time, right? It's not necessarily a simple thing to say, oh, we're just going to do this. We're just going to do a resume style. You have to say, what's that look like? One mm -hmm. of the things that's nice about Reload is it generally looks relatively similar. There's some subtle differences, but what you're doing looks fairly similar. But with resume style, you might be able to use elements that other games have used, but you're going to have to kind of research and figure out what fits best for your game. Indeed. And that's one of the things that is simultaneously a strength and a weakness for it. Because on the one hand, it forces you to think about it if you want to use it effectively, which means you're more likely to integrate that into the rest of your design, which is um, one of the failings that the reload style can have, which is that you put it into your game, but you don't necessarily factor it into the overall design of the game. Yeah, and that's where you can get systems that can really kind of fail that way, where they implement it in a way that doesn't match how the game works. 
But there is another downside to the resume style that I think is kind of important to mention, mm-hmm. and that's that it kind of makes, uh, particularly in games that deal with death, it makes death less severe yes. feeling. Um, reload definitely makes death feel more final. Mm-hmm. Uh, reset even more so. Yes. Um, and so a game that can't narratively explain away why you're resuming may find it challenging to implement that style. For example... With Guild Wars 1, I talked about resurrection shrines. With uh, Dark Souls, the idea is that you're an undead yeah, that right. basically doesn't die. You're effectively an immortal. Um, in Axiom Verge, you get reconstituted. Mm-hmm. Um, in Shadow of Mordor, you're bound to a ghost and effectively immortal as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of difficult considerations. Now, there's some ways that you can kind of get around this a little bit. Uh, Legend of Zelda, for example kind of breaks things out a little bit more Mm -hmm. um, to kind of try to give a bit more of a feeling of that. And Pokemon doesn't deal with death at all. Yeah. So there are different ways of handling it to try to avoid that issue, but you have to keep in mind of how that impacts the feel of the narrative of the game. Indeed. It's a very interesting thing. A lot of our games deal with situations where failure is death. Yeah. One of the things that will allow you to do a resume style um, is failure is actually not death. Failure is some other thing. Um, but that requires a game design that encompasses that concept. Right. Well-designed resume tends to be one of the harder things to do, or uh, if not necessarily harder per se, one of the more impactful on your overall game design. Yeah, it's very involved. Uh, with the other styles, your game design may not reflect the fact that it uses the style but with the resume style it is very difficult to make a coherent and cohesive game design that does not actually reflect the fact that it is the resume style yeah i believe that covers most of what we wanted to talk about with these three styles so let's uh do a quick recap on uh their sounds good to me their definitions so we we start with uh reset And so the reset is the style where after a gross failure from the player, or rather a certain number of failures, the game ends and all game objects are reset to their default states. Yep, and it feels like starting over again. The reload style is a game where at discrete points the player's progress and state are recorded, and then after game failure, that state and progress is reloaded. Yep, it feels like rewinding a movie and hitting play again and kind of hoping the story goes differently this time. Mm -hmm. And then finally we have the resume style where after game over the game resumes play and a penalty may be incurred but any penalty or reward um, that is incurred is intentionally applied by the developer. Yep. And this feels like the game continues after death, like the failure was part of the timeline of what occurred, and the game continues afterwards. It doesn't chunk and go back. Exactly. And so that covers reset, reload, and resume. Hopefully this uh, series has proven helpful, or at least informative, and uh, gets people thinking about how games play and the games that they find frustrating at times. Do they have a problem with one of the ways that they implement uh, one of these styles? It's definitely something that needs to be considered whenever you are building your game, is if the player has the capability of failing, that's important, because the player needs to be able to fail for you to even get to the point of failure handling, 
Yep. Um, but if the player has the capability of failing, how are you handling that? And if gross failure is a thing and you have points um, where you want a game over to happen, how are you handling that? That is very important. We're going to go ahead and take it to the sign-off. Santier, signing off. And this is Redco, signing off. Play the games you want to play, boyos.